Season 2, Space Cadets and the Pirates of the Outer Rim. Written by Brent Winzek and Jordan Stein. Sound designed by Chris Chenegay and Man of Science Studios. Executive produced by the Jimmy Will Company. Episode 3, Acts of War. September 6th. 2353 AD, 4.37 p.m. Smoke billows from the governor's mansion, staining its immaculate Corinthian columns with soot. Bart Higginbotham calms himself, settling into the smuggler's space between the mansion's floorboards. He's a short man with pointed features and a smile laced with snake oil. He trembles, straining to hear. Bart! Give yourself up! Coward! Fight off! Oh, Bart! Bart Higginbotham! Get your paws off me, you mutt! You know what they're gonna do to you when they find out who's pulling your strings? Rylon! The captain wants Bart alive! Both of you outside now! Elder Dip runs Bart out the front doors to face the crowd. Rylon plods out reluctantly behind her. Caught him hiding under the floorboards, Captain. Of course you did. He's a spineless grag. That's why we're all here today. Bartholomew Higginbotham, the people of Smith's Point find you guilty of mutiny against your brethren, conspiring with the ISF, and of the killing of pirate lord Dmitri Ivanova. Oh, and lest we forget the great Captain Elaborat Smith, whom you did slay yourself. How do you plead? Does it, does it matter? Listen up, the lot of you. The feud between clans is over. As Pirate Lord of Smith's Point, I hereby declare Bartholomew Higginbotham unfit to serve this republic as the representative of your fine city and province. This is for Dimitri. <laughs> Please. <laughs> The governorship shall remain vacant until a desirable candidate is chosen by the people. But now a greater threat looms. The ISF invades our lands once more, extending one hand in peace while hiding a dagger in the other. But their days are numbered, for I now possess Nogalop's lost armada. I, I have seen the fleet. The hangman's guard and the deacons of Devil's End stand with Lord Smith. Will you fight with us? Raise the city's defenses and arm your ships. Spread the word, Smith Point. The pirates of the Outer Rim are at war. Contact Sturgis and Vera. Have them meet us at the Devil's End. We need to address the attack strategy. Aye, Lord Smith. Later that night, 
Labrap and Glegorg walk along Wharf Street towards the Devil's End Saloon. The rickety old tavern overlooks the southeastern limits of Smith's Point, where pungent smells of drink and sweat grapple with the salty air. He smells funny, Rylon does. It's the same way I felt about Argyle socks. And at least three dozen other pirates, farmers, and militiamen from here to Candlelust Prime. Can you elaborate, or is he just funny? It's hard to explain to a human. He's convincing. But make no mistake, his allegiance isn't to us. It's never that simple. We need Rylon to keep our forces together, but perhaps he shouldn't be left alone. Who does he fear? Eldadip, definitely. She scares everyone. No, we need our gunner with the Halogian Stingray. Veston. He fears Veston nearly as much. I was going to send Commodore Veston to manage orbital defense. There you are. Speak of the devil. Rylon's not at the devil's end with the others. My crewmen saw him last, so there was a woman waiting for him on his vessel, the Lone Wolf. Are they still aboard? No one's aboard, sir. He's up to something, Rylon is. There's more. Vera's Hulgarian crew has been reporting strange energy patterns from what they're describing as an invisible ship. Have you considered approaching them? If they show their faces, yes. Rumor around town is the Marauders do support us. So long as they're unwilling to step forward, the Phoenix Marauders are nothing more than cowards hiding behind ghost stories. I'll see if the meeting can be arranged. And in the meantime, I want Rylon under your strict supervision. Take the Deacons and the Hangman's Guard to Orbital Defense, and when Rylon returns, keep him out of my way. Of course, sir. With your permission, Vera's Hulgarian crew should also join me. I want to know more about this invisible ship. Yes, of course. Well, let's not keep the others waiting. Over here, Lord Smith. Vera Keltane beckons from the circular table in the front corner of the saloon. As Elaborap and Gleegorg are seated, Vera leans in, brushing her bangs out of her face and adjusting her red tricorn hat. Rylon's not with you? Rylon will be along shortly. Vera, Sturgis, you remember my first mate, Gleegorg? Of course. Cheers, Gleegorg. You of course know Vera Keltane of the Widow's Cheng and Sturgis Doyle, captain of the Wayward Bucks and Smith's Point's Militia, correct? That's what they tell me. Get your dirty boots off the damn table, Sturgis. All right, all right. Sturgis rolls his eyes, but he swings his feet off the table obediently. He's a haggard man, severe and slender in his tattered black fisherman's coat. There's concern Ryland's allegiance isn't to the pirates of the outer rim. Yeah, I have a hard time trusting the deacons on a good day, but you got him controlled by an animal. We need his manpower. We don't have to trust him, we just have to placate him long enough to fend off the ISF. The hangmen and deacons are being sent to the orbital defense network where they'll be operating under Commodore Veston. Vera, I understand that one of the ships under your command is a Hulgarian crew, is that right? Yeah, that'd be Sue. They will also report to Commodore Veston as part of orbital defense. Yes, sir. Sue! Over here! Yes, ma'am. You're on orbital defense. Report to Veston when we're done. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, thank you. We're gonna take a break. Now then, on to the attack. 
Our scouting party tells me Fort Dakota only has 21 ships equipped with about 80 fighters total, 10 galleons, 19 frigates and sloops, and the battleships Endeavor and Intrepid. Every ship in that harbor has radar. And what about the five artillery cannons? With AI target tracking and an orbital defense cannon that could reduce a third of my armada to flotsam. Yes, I'm aware. Right. Go on then. We have to take out the artillery cannons so they can't pick us off in the sky. And we don't want them to see us coming. The Halogene Stingray will lead the charge. We'll drop chaff at a high altitude, then dive in to disarm the easternmost cannon protecting their ships in the dockyard. Sturgis brings in the Bucks from the southeast, then attacks the remaining eastern artillery, while the Widow's Chang hit with equal force from the southwest, hopefully disarming the three western cannons in one pass. Oh, we will. Don't worry. Then both fronts will overwhelm the fort's airspace and focus heavy fire on the orbital defense turret. While you do that, the Stingray will work to disable Fort Dakota's generator in the north. It goes out and the fort's barrier defense drops. I move in and capture their commanding officer. How many ships? What are the numbers? Nagalop's armada gives us 600 armed ships. We will take 180 with us on the attack. What? You got 600 ships at your disposal, and we get less than a third of them for this attack? We have the capital city and harbor to defend, not to mention orbital defense. The ISF only has 21 ships at Fort Dakota. A force of nearly 200 vessels is going to spark panic on that little peninsula. And this way, if the ISF retaliates... Those purple bloods wouldn't there. We have to consider the possibility. And if we only attack Fort Dakota with 200 ships, they'll drastically underestimate what is needed to suppress us. The militia has 129 ships reporting for battle. I can bring them. No. The militia's trained to defend the point. We keep them armed and ready in the bay. The Widow's Chang are on your side, Lord Smith. The Wayward Bucks as well. It's decided. Tonight we take the fort, and tomorrow we give rise to the Second Pirate Republic. September 7th, 2353 AD, just after midnight. The Hologian Stingray prowls through dark thunderclouds. Two sleek purple ISF fighters close in on the pirate ship. Inside the Stingray's cockpit, Murray tracks them. They're tailing us now. Maintain this speed, Murray. Aye. Arr, Captain. They're signaling for us to stop. Elder Dip, prime the targeting system. Aye, Captain. Incoming message, Captain. Attention, Captain Elaborat. You are approaching restricted airspace. Adjust course immediately. You'll have to forgive me. I don't recall needing to answer to ISF officials the last time I was home. Hirnos has been declared a protectorate of the ISF. This airspace is under restricted jurisdiction. Where do you call home, young man? Sir, this is your final warning. If you do not comply, we will be forced... Transmission was coming from the ship off to port. Do you have that ship? Aye, sir. Good. They die first. Target's locked, sir. Both fighters are down. As the fighters plummet away into the sea, the Logian Stingray dives. Its bay doors open, spewing chaff into the storm clouds. 
Murray, signal the fleet. Fleet's on a move. Focus fire on the artillery cannon, Elder Dip. Bombs away. First artillery cannon is down. I repeat, the first artillery cannon is down. Well done. Murray, adjust course due northeast. All hands, concentrate fire on the dockyards. All hands, ready arms. Fire it with... Gligorg, have you located the generator's network? Aye, sir. Bring it on screen for me. Here's the tricky part of the code, Captain. Access denied. Unknown request. Damn. We're taking heavy fire, sir. Let me make another pass. Fly us out over the bay. Elder Dip, target the battleship Endeavor. Closing in. Direct hit on the battleship Endeavor. Murray, commence with the second assault. Gligorg, you saw the code I was running on the defense barrier? Aye, sir. Reverse this and run it. See if that brings it down. Aye, that did it, sir. Defense barrier deactivated. I'm flying in. Vera, Sturgis, keep fire focused on that orbital defense cannon. Yes, sir. What about the battleship Intrepid? Stick to the plan, Sturgis. Focus on the orbital defense cannon. There go the eastern ramparts. Orbital defense cannon is down. Fort Dakota is disarmed. I repeat, Fort Dakota is disarmed. Murray, get the ship into position. Aye, sir. Stand by to infiltrate. Inside Fort Dakota's command bridge, Lieutenant Andromeda Cobb leans close to a command console. T minus three minutes until Intrepid lift off. This is Vice Admiral Kalina requesting immediate assistance. I repeat, this is Vice Admiral. Admiral someone's answering your distress signal. Put it through. Admiral Kliptok walks over to the console. She looks intimidating, her visage squared in dirt streak Admiral uniform, her left leg dragging, contained in a robotic brace. To activate cell, enter code 331.77.811. To activate cell, enter code 331.77.811. Who is this? It's a recorded transmission, ma'am. Sender unknown. Cell. They must mean our crate. Flip-talk heads for a stack of supplies in the corner of the room. Pushing smaller boxes aside, she uncovers a large black crate with a glowing green lock. White paint labels the lid of the crate, C-E-L. Ma'am! We should leave while we still can. Get to the Intrepid. But you go. I'll be right behind you. Yes, ma'am. Attention. Please complete the sequence. You have entered 331. Shit, I hope there's a really big gun in here. Warning, aggressors have breached the fault. Warning, aggressors have breached the fault. Hands up. Step away from that. Attention, please complete the sequence. You have entered 331. Gligord? 
What's the Admiral got there? It's a crate. You're its labeled cell. That stays closed. Deactivate it and bring it with us. Yes, sir. Attention. Please complete. We'll be taking you aboard our vessel as you are now a prisoner of war. After you, Admiral. Cliptalk. My name is Cliptalk. Next time on Space Cadets. The Space Cadets have a run-in with the battle-worn ISF Intrepid. News from Hirnaw sends the crew on a mission to save a prisoner of war. How will they get to the planet of pirates? Find out in Episode 4, Back from the Dead, coming soon to Space Cadets Radio. Get updates on Season 2 and new entries in our listener's guide at spacecadetsradio.com. That's spacecadetsradio.com. 